Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Looking for the Middle. We're so happy that you're here. We are in the middle of season eight. We're rolling. We're rolling. rolling, There you go. (laughs) You know, it's a good day when one of us is singing and it's not me. (laughs) That's a lot of pressure. Yeah. Don't know if I can handle this. Not to me. Did you know I'm not singing in the choir? At church? I know. What? Okay, let's pause. Pause already? Yep. All right. I didn't want to. Well... It's, it's never fine. been your favorite it's thing. It's not my favorite thing. Okay, so full disclosure, I joined the choir probably 10 years ago. Like, okay, so my church just has like a Christmas and Easter choir. Yeah. And I got tired of waiting on my friends after church to go to lunch because they were on the choir. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll join. Didn't realize it was a lifetime commitment when I started, <laughs> um, which is fine. You can never leave. <laughs> so, I mean, it's been like eight, nine years, every Christmas, every Easter, and I'm just so busy right now. Yeah. They had a lot of new people sign up to be with it. So I felt I'm not an integral part of the choir. Like I'm there for general volume at addition. I'm not important. And so I feel like that could be your life. Yeah. Like right? statement. Like I'm here for general volume. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. We were at, we were at Mel's house the other day and she had opened one at the front windows and friends were coming over and someone was like walking up the front steps and they were like, yep, I knew it was in the right place. I heard yeah. Bethany when I got out of the car. I was like, oh, oh, great. And now, Mel's driveway clarity, is not close to the front door. To clarity, I was inside. They heard me because the window was open down in the driveway. You literally have to walk so. down like 14 <laughs> steps down a long sidewalk and then to the other side of the house <laughs> yes. to park. And so, that's yeah. That's a good, that's, that's, yeah, I like that tagline. Bethany White here for general volume edition. <laughs> Got it. I love it. I'm going to get you a t-shirt. <laughs> no, please do. Anyway. Anyways. So, so yeah, lots of new people had signed up. I was like, they don't really need me. And I don't, I'm just there for like two and a half hour mm, practices, practices every Sunday. Was, I would stay for y'all. Yeah. Because y'all know I'm not going to be in the choir ever. Um, and I mean, I get there so early because it's work, you yeah. know? And so I'm not in the choir. I'm, I'm so proud of you. I'll probably join again at Christmas, but yeah, I'm enjoying my little break. You're sabbatical. It is. It's great. All right. Anyway. Anywho, <laughs> welcome to Rapid Trails with, why Why we haven't made that a segment, I don't know. Seriously, we don't have to, it's in every episode. That's true. We don't have to it tag on it. doesn't have its own theme music or anything. No, no, I don't okay. have okay. Remember, okay. you hear the whole, yes. I'm really yes. busy yes. thing. Yes. That's true. <laughs> you can't be in the choir, so you definitely can't <laughs> add more segments. Um, okay, so let's talk before we jump into today's content. Social media, newsletter, Facebook group. Ready? All the Rapid things. fire. Go, go, Social go. media. Follow us on Instagram. <laughs> LFTM underscore podcast is our handle. Um, actually, it reminds me, we're recording this on a Monday. I need to get over there and do me Monday. I missed last week. Yes. So we do fun stuff in stories. We're posting. We're more active, like, obviously, on Instagram than we are on Facebook. So um, if you want to just follow us, that's the place to be. If you haven't already, go to our website, sign up for our newsletter too. That goes out every Thursday after the episodes come out on Wednesday. There's just great resources in there. Things to read, things to listen to. Um like other than us like things yeah. there's some of our like pertinent episodes that are in each one but like other podcasts other books other things like that so go sign up for that at our website lookingforthemiddle.com if you haven't already um and then last but certainly not least this is one i'm most excited about i think we have started a facebook group 
Um, it is just called LFTM community and it is for the ladies out there who want to like build community with each other because this is very kind of like, I don't know, laser focus in that like we talk to you guys, you can message us and we can communicate that way, but y'all are never able to like talk to each other, talk to each other. And so we had several requests for a Facebook group. So we created that. I'm trying to like post some, but also give you guys space to like post and get to know each other. Um, I threw out the other day, like, Hey, what do you want to hear about? We've got some slots in the season still open. And so that's where we're going to like get that content, get that stuff. So if you're interested in that, go to Facebook, LFTM community, you can request to join. And I think it's going to be a really cool thing. I'm excited about it. There's also a link at our newsletter. If you sign up for that, good to sign up for the Facebook group. That's why we get so many new people on like Thursdays Thursdays and Fridays. Fridays. Oh, yep. I wondered why I don't duh I didn't yes. think about that yes there's a big that's at the, the top <laughs> it's literally like here's the summary here's okay. how to join the Facebook group here's everything else that's so hilarious. big pink button it's great okay so wrap that up Kristen it's your question of the day what you question got? of the day what are two books you've read or listened to recently okay that you really enjoyed okay hold on let me get out my audible because oh, I can exactly like, give what you I did. like a whole synopsis of them but if you ask me for the title I'd be like uh I don't know okay For clarification, Bethany is a listener of all books. Yes. You don't ever really read no physical copies, do you? Yes. Oh, that's good. Um, no, I, I like the actual like physical yeah, pages. With yes. That. Um, yes. Okay. So I'm trying to find my archive where I put everything once I'm done, like reading it. Oh, well, I don't know where they went, but <laughs> okay. I will just talk about, so there's a... Um, well, there's two series that I love. Um, so I'll just talk about those because I've just re- recently listened to a book for both of them. Um, one of them is the um, Orphan X Yes, you've told me about this. Um, which is kind of like, think like Bourne movies, Jason Bourne, but like books-ish. Okay. Yeah. Like that type of thing. It's by um, Greg Hurwitz. I think okay. that's how you say his name. And I think the one I just read was like um, number nine in the series. Okay. Or li- listen to or whatever. So highly recommend those. Love them. Okay. And with both, both of these are kind of like spy-ish type things. Okay. And so the language can get a little dicey sometimes. So it's not bad it's you know usually just like certain characters when they come in you're like oh you're like oh you have a potty mouth yeah basically so orphan x is really good and then there's another so that's like spies that kind of thing then there's another one that is um i think the series is just called like the cleaner not really oh you told me about this. this one is about this guy who's like a contract guy who is hired to like go in and clean crime like crime scenes like it never happened not so like, not for the police not for the police it's to clean oh but he has his like you know code of conduct like he won't cross certain like he's the good guy as good as you can be in something like that he doesn't actually kill anyone yeah he just goes in afterwards so both of those are really good but i will say this too um i'm less concerned about the book both of these both of these series are narrated or read by scott brick 
oh he's like your favorite guy he's so good matt got me hooked on him yeah like because he listened to me and so i literally at this point just i go on stuff. audible and i search his name and then I pick books based on that a lot of times. That's cool. He's so good. The narrator makes or breaks not audio books. And so, yeah, this guy is fantastic. Scott Brick. So uh, if you take anything from what I just said, it's that you should listen to more books that are read by him. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. What are yours? Mine are also, I've been listening more recently. Okay. I've been in the car. I've been on a podcast kick All lately too. Yes. Like I've been books, book. I kind of like alternate. Yeah. Like I'll be super about books. And then I'll get kind of burnt out and I'll go do podcasts and my yeah. credits and audible build up. And then I go back and I just yes. splurge all these books. There you go. That's a good way to do it. I have been listening to, what did I finish? Uh, I listened to The Next Right Thing by Emily P. Freeman, I think for the third time. It is a phenomenal did book. Did you really? <laughs> um, oh, hey, let's link all of these. I was going to say, yeah. we put all of them in the newsletter. Um, but it's a, if you have a big decision or any decision you need to make. This is the book. It's super <laughs> practical, very short chapters, which I liked. And she has a very, she's got a great voice. She read it? Yes. Okay. Which I'm very picky about nonfiction books. I want the author to read it. Oh, okay. Because I'm just like, you. Uh-huh. this is your baby. I want you to That's true. Read they it. do read it in a way that. It's like you knew exactly mm-hmm. how you wanted the sentence to sound. Exactly. Or the story to be told or whatever. So that's a good one. And then. Um, it's been a little bit since I read this, but it was really Annie Downs wrote a book. It's one of her older ones called Perfectly Unique, and it's all about uh like body image mm. stuff, which is always a fun conversation. But <laughs> she just it was a really encouraging, not cliche, yeah, kind of because you know you can get into the cliche kind of content with stuff like that. Um, but that was one I'll probably repeat i don't ever read books twice typically like oh. read read but i will listen to them interesting more than once like i've listened more. to remember god like six times have you really uh, wow i've got a point where i listen to it probably twice a year oh man because okay. i just that's my all-time favorite book i'll okay. link that one too we'll okay. have a whole long book section in the newsletter yeah. this week y'all but oh, that'll be cool yes so next episode if you want to, I'm not going to give you your question of the day, but okay. we can talk about what podcasts we've been listening to. Okay, let's and do then that. we'll do that in the Perfect. next week's newsletter. Okay, so books this week, podcasts podcast next, next week. Podcasts next week. Love it. Great. Okay, jumping in to yes. today's episode, how to approach dating rules versus grace. Bethany, I literally had to sit down. I'm like, I know we've talked about this. Give me the vision again. Um, <laughs> and then 20 minutes later, we were like, okay, okay we got this. We've got this down. <laughs> like, so, we can talk about this. Yes. There was so, a lot there. Set the stage for us. Okay. Um, this, this is just a general concept that's kind of been swimming around in my head for a while. Um, a while? <sighs> Sorry. I had to. I had to. Keep going. Keep going. I even think, I think pause so that you could in a weird way. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So this is someone from someone who is a self-professed rule follower, a very rational person, someone who likes things to fit and make sense and be all in order and you check them off and you move on. Like I'm, I get it. Um, and just thinking about like, okay, how do we approach dating when it comes to that like are we are we making it too rigid are we approaching it from a rule-based place of we want this guy to like meet all of our expectations we want him to check all these boxes and if so why why do we want those boxes to be checked are we looking to like 
make it easier for us? Is it a defense mechanism? Is it um, like a way to not get hurt? Like, why are we wanting all of these rules so strictly followed? And if any of those answers are anything other than because I want to evaluate his relationship with the Lord and I want to like see, can we serve the Lord together? Like those probably aren't necessary rule. Like they're just your rules and they're probably preferences that you've made rules and you're putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on a relationship and on a guy that don't have to be there. But then at the same time, I'm not saying don't have any rules or standards or whatever boundary, whatever you want to call them. And I don't mean just like physically, I just mean in general, like whatever you want to call them, I'm not saying kick them to the curb, but are you approaching it with a balanced way of looking at that? Yeah. Yeah. I think let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about (laughs) that. So we've got, we went more the concept route in this outline. So we have a list of just kind of things we, as we were, debriefing this i guess or kind of flushing it like out round t- like yeah we were kind of yeah kind of things that we said like oh write that down write that down write that down so this is not as much of a rigid outline yeah. as we normally have so let's just dive in with what advice we feel like we can give y'all things to think about questions to ask yourself all the things okay so first thing we're yeah we're gonna kind of throw some broad topics out there and see what sticks and kind of go from there a little bit. I mean, we've talked all through it and then we were like, okay, are we ready to record? (laughs) Like, let's let's just say all of that again. Let's go. (laughs) So first thing, um, I have here is don't create rules where God hasn't. And I think that is something that's helpful in all of life. I was always thinking the same thing. (laughs) I'm like, that's just good life advice. That's (laughs) not dating specific, but as you're evaluating, as you're evaluating your evaluation of this guy that you're either interested in or dating, are these rules and expectations you're placing over him or on him or trying to put him into? Are they rules that you can back up with scripture? Are they things that are biblically based? Are they things that God has said, this is what a man should be. This is what a relationship should look like. And now granted, we've talked before, there is nothing in the Bible about dating. It is not a biblical concept in that it didn't exist then, this modern you know, idea of dating. So you're not going to find this is how thou shalt date in the Bible. It's just not there. Yeah. Um, but the Bible talks a lot about relationships, just how you relate to other people, how you should live your life for the Lord. It talks about what men should be, what women should be. And there's plenty of principle there to apply to a dating relationship. And I think if you're creating things to be rules and boxes that have to be checked on a list, that don't fall into those principles. They're like outside of that. It doesn't mean it's sinful per se, but if you have a lot of those, I think you're, you're demanding things of someone that God doesn't. Yeah. You're, you're adding to, and when I say it's not sinful, I mean (laughs) something that I really look for in someone is, well, not really. Are they funny? But do they make me laugh? Like mm-hmm. that's something that's really important to me. I'm a because you don't have to be funny to make Bethany laugh. Let's be honest. Am <laughs> I right so on that? True. Yeah, you. Will I think will make you, you feel like the funniest person in the world. Literally, like no, I, I think it's funny. I feel great about my sense of humor every time I'm around Bethany. <laughs> every time. Oh my word! So, but that's important to me. That is something that is. I mean, it's one of the top things I look for in someone yeah. outside of like their faith. 
Um, because I like to have a good time and laugh and cut up and whatever. And y'all know how I feel about witty banter. Yes. Um, so is it sinful for me to have that as something that is really important? And if it's not there, I don't necessarily see a relationship working out. No. But if I have 37 of those things that I'm demanding of someone that God doesn't, I mean, cause God, God, nowhere in scripture does it say you have to laugh together. Mm. So it's laughter is good medicine or whatever. Joyful spirit. Yeah. Something dries up the bones. Yes. Right. Something like that. Yeah. I'll find a reference for you guys. Yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> we promise we know our Bible. But, um, uh, like if you have so many of those things, that no one can ever live up to them. That's a really good way to end up alone. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that as someone who had too many of those in years past. Like I get it. Looking back, I'm like, I mean, obviously everything happens for a reason. But looking back, I'm like, you know, I was probably a little too hasty in mm-hmm. this, that, or the other. You yeah. know? Yeah. So that was a lot of words to answer that question. What are your thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, I've been the reconstruction of my list kind of came from this idea because my, the list I made when I was 16, 17 on the way to my college trip is laughable. Um, it really is. It really is. Like, it's so funny. Um, and so it was realizing, Hey, I starred 18 of the 30 something things on this list And I could probably come up with Bible verses to back up two or three of them. Yeah. And so it's just because I mean, and I think it it goes back to like flip the script here. If you meet a guy who has 37 things that you have to meet, one, the pressure and two, you're going to be like, well, that's pretentious or like ridiculous. (laughs) Like you're, yeah, you're never going to find anybody. But then in our minds, we've justified it of like, oh, well, this has to be this, 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 and this. And again, like you adding to whatever God has said, like, cause I'm not, if you're marking off that he needs to have a strong relationship with the Lord and be selfless and be humble and be, you know, something else in the Bible. Like, you know, I'm not, (laughs) that sounded like I was being flippant, but like kind, you know, fruits of the spirit, all of that. Yeah. That's the standard for all of us. So I'm not saying if you listed out the nine fruits of the spirit as your standards, fantastic. That's great. Should you expect perfection in those? No, but it's okay to look for those things. But if you're adding to that, like you're basically playing God Mm -hmm. and that's a dangerous place to be. Um, yeah. And again, (laughs) Bethany, I feel like, well, let me say this first and then I'll give you my idea, but it's a good way to end up alone. Yeah. Which I feel like is something that like has been a trend and I feel like we need to do an episode on like good ways to end up alone. Love that. I'm putting that on the list right now because yeah, it's so true. And I feel like, yeah, it's something we all need to hear mm-hmm. um, it'll be a tough love it'll be episode. a tough love episode but i think there will be a lot of um empathy there yeah because it'll be like hey i used to think this and it's a really good way to end up alone yeah so yeah i like that okay. yeah so i think you just you have to be really careful here of what is the motivation mm-hmm. behind you putting these rules into place yeah well, in a way, this is kind of our second point here. We're transitioning into it. Putting all of those things in place is basically 
in a way, you're taking your dating relationship hostage because you have your list of demands Mm -hmm. that until you get them, this is not going to progress. When in reality, if you would let go of them and let this guy be who he is, um, like I think you would see a lot more flourishing because when you have this whole list of things that this guy who's trying to impress you, Mm -hmm. it's what you're demanding that he be or these rules that he follow or all he has to be this and that and the other thing. Well, he wants to be those things because he likes you, Mm -hmm. which is that is fine. Like that's good. I'm not knocking that at all. I'm just saying, is he doing those things because he wants to please you then? Or is he doing those things because he wants to please the Lord? Because if they're Mm not like, that's a lot to put on a guy. Yeah. And that's where I go back to. You're kind of holding your relationship hostage in that. Like (laughs) you have your list of demands and here's this guy that you're saying, well, until you meet all of these demands, we're not going to progress or I'm going to, you can stay in this place of, Oh, I'm going to, am I going to break up with you today? Like, Oh my, like, I don't know. Yeah. And that's awful. It's terrible. Um, you're miserable. Don't say that you're not. Mm-hmm. The poor guy is completely confused. Yeah. Um, and so. And if, your relationship will not be healthy. No. And you're not going like, to. I've never been married. Um, Kristen can get back to us in a few months. About a few this. years. <laughs> okay, at right. least. Years. <laughs> Maybe a few decades. You know? I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a little stubborn, so it could take a long time. <laughs> my, like, my, my thought is, though, like. I don't know this firsthand, but my guess is if you take that approach to dating into a relationship, um, it's probably not the best formula for long-term uh, marital bliss. <laughs> um, the wife with this list of demands and a husband who better measure up. Mm-hmm. Like, tell me that sounds fun. Yeah. Who does that sound well, fun? Well, and no that, that goes back to, um, what's the verse that my dad quotes it all the time not about what to others as you should no not the golden <laughs> rule but like a nagging about a nagging wife and like you'd rather oh. is it you'd rather live in a house with a hold on i know something. the one you're talking i'm about. gonna totally no, 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 botch it if i try to quote it but basically like you don't it is it's better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman hold on that's a King James. Oh yeah. Um, let's, Good old let's, King let's, James. Let's, <laughs> and all the words I don't know the definitions to. Different version here because I'm like I don't know these words. Okay. Proverbs twenty one nine. Let's just Google that. Yeah. Hold please. Yes. Okay. It says it is better to dwell in the wilderness. Then with a contentious and an angry woman. Twenty one nineteen. Proverbs twenty one nineteen. So there you go. So that is biblical. Like it's yeah. a, you're you know, the Bible doesn't talk about dating, but that's about <laughs> as clear as you can get on you know no guy wants to live with a woman who is like, You're not doing this and you're not good enough at this and you didn't do this and I want you to be like this and you just don't measure up because you think about like everything that I have one learned from just talking to guys, but two, I've been reading a lot about uh, guys in the context of a relationship. One, because it's helpful for this podcast. Two, because I am about to get married, so I'm trying to like <laughs> be the. I don't know how much studying is going to help you in this <laughs> area of life, but there is such a deep-rooted desire in men to 
please their wife in the sense of like they want us to be proud of them they want to measure up they want your respect Mm -hmm. they want to feel like they're good enough and if you're constantly saying you're not this you're not this I need you to be more of this we can't move forward until you fix this this and this like that's gonna kill them oh yeah and and you're never going to be satisfied no and so I think your ultimate focus has to be on for both of you what has the Lord called you to be as a person but then also as you're moving towards marriage what are husbands and wives to be and are you modeling those behaviors as is appropriate at the stage of your relationship now or are those things foreign to your relationship because if they're completely foreign as we've talked about with so many things you're not going to get to the altar and say I do and there's like poof now you know how to be married and be good at it. Like, yeah, that's not how it works. You have to be modeling those behaviors. You have to be creating patterns in your life of self-control, of character, of all these things. And then once you are married, it's a continuation of that with someone else in a very close proximity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're just demanding things of him, if you are, if you have this list, that's a mile long, and all of these rules you want him to follow or live up to. It's just not a good setup for that. No. Well, and I think, think that kind of transitions into our next point of if you have this list of rules and demands, ultimately you're wanting him to live in a way that pleases you, mm-hmm. whether you're communicating that verbally or not, that's the expectation, the unspoken expectation you're setting. And we talk, we've talked about in previous episodes, specifically the, you know, six men you don't want to date episodes. You know, you want to date a man who is striving to please the Lord, not a boy who just wants to impress you. Well, if you're sitting here with this list of demands that, hey, you have to do all these things so you can please me, you're not letting him be a man. You're keeping him in this boyish yeah. mentality of... Oh, you're living your life to impress me. And that's just a setup for failure. And because here's the other thing. Guess what? I mean, preaching to the choir here, but you're not perfect either. And so (laughs) if you're trying to get him to impress you, you're going to set him up for failure because you're not perfect. And so Mm -hmm. who's even if you think you have the greatest of expectations, they may not be all good mm-hmm. or they may not all be realistic or they may not all be healthy. But if you're sitting across the table from a man who is living his life, who is striving to please the Lord, honor the Lord, obey the Lord, then you don't have to worry that his intentions aren't good or his goals aren't in the right direction mm-hmm. or his motivations in the way he lives his life aren't in a good place because he's striving to please and honor somebody who is perfect and who has given us a very clear, you know, piece set of instructions on how to live a godly life. And so you think in a way like, Oh, well, if I have these expectations, he's going to become a better version of himself. Cause you know, we women love to fix people (laughs) and you know, if he would just do this or if he would act more like this, it's going to be better for him. Is it though? I know what's better yeah. for him. <laughs> is it really though? Like, can you a hundred percent guarantee that there may be some things of like, you know, Hey, I really, you know, he struggles with this and I really, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. Like he doesn't clean up after him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so, I'm just like that. Yeah. Cause, Cause 
maybe we should have said this like i don't know like 30 minutes 30 ago? minutes ago yeah 20 when we're talking about rules i'm talking about things that are preferential they're not sin patterns we're not yeah. i mean that's different i think y'all know well enough yeah. by now that yeah. that's what we mean so yeah if we're talking about things that just annoy you and you're like no well you have to be x y and z before you're good enough for me and so anyway that's yeah yeah go ahead yeah so you think like oh i'm gonna make him better if i make him you know learn to clean up more that <laughs> that could be true it's all it's always good to be a clean person be a good roommate yeah <laughs> seriously though <laughs> but like ultimately if you're just putting all of these stipulations on him is that really making him better if you're not the one that's supposed to be setting the ultimate standard yeah and so i think we've got to be really really careful of hey who what am i communicating with my expectations am i communicating that i want you to live your life with the lord as your ultimate authority or am i communicating that your end all be all should be to impress and please me Mm -hmm. well and one thing too i mean if you think about it I am not the same person I was 10 years ago. I don't know about you. No, like, definitely not. I am a very different person. Kristen at almost then. 19. Bless her heart. <laughs> I, she was great, but she had a long way to go. Okay. It's the same 25 year old me, very different person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you come into a dating relationship that is moving towards marriage and you're like, okay, well, once I get all of these questions answered and I know all of these things about you and there aren't any red flags and everything is just perfect. And okay, now we're, you, if you manage to get to that point, everything is satisfied. You have no questions, no red flags. At, like, I don't mean red flags. I mean, there's nothing that's even remotely like, there's no tension. There's nothing that you don't like. There's everything's fine. You've got him right where you want him. <laughs> we laugh, but I'm, we're being I'm serious. Joking, but I think we, but kind, we of. kind of end up at that mentality yeah. a lot of times sometimes. But okay, so you get to that place. Awesome. Get engaged, get married. 10 years from now, if you think he's going to be that exact same person, I have another thing coming for you. And mm-hmm. newsflash, you're not going to be either. But if that's the um, standard you set early on, he, he's going. He's not going to have that freedom to change. Like He's yeah. not going to feel like he can do that because what if you don't like, like, you yeah, know, what if the point. Lord's growing him in an area or something changes or, you know, I talk about this book a lot, but in, outdated by Jonathan McLeod. He talks about like, I'll put like 18 books in the newsletter this week. It's <laughs> okay. going to be great. I'm telling you guys, if you read one book on dating and relationships, let it be this one. You should also read passion and purity by Elizabeth. Elliot. Oh yes, definitely. That's a staple. I'll but, link that one too. <laughs> but this is one that needs to be there. And one thing he talks about in the book is that when his wife's name is Monica, when he and Monica got married, they were dating. They loved going on cruises, like loved it. And he's making the example about like change over the time of relationships. And he's like, if that was something that I placed a lot of value in because we had this in common and this was something that we both loved. He was like, now, however many years later, she doesn't like them anymore. She doesn't like, it's not something that she enjoys. He still loves them, but she doesn't. Mm. And so if that was something that he put a ton of value in on her as a person, he's going to be frustrated and disappointed. He like, but there's room for her, her interest to change and grow. That's okay. And so I think we have to, like with everything else we talk about, you're creating patterns now that are going to either help or hurt you in a future marriage. Mm. So are you setting up a pattern now that gives him the freedom 
and the grace and just the room to grow and change, whether it be a character thing that the Lord grows him in or changes him in, or he sees something in scripture and like, it's a big change or it's a matter of, he doesn't like going on cruises anymore or whatever. Like, are you laying the foundation for that to be a place where he feels comfortable doing that? Because you want, I mean, your relationship should be that. I mean, especially once you get to a marriage level, like, this should be the safest place for him to do that. Yeah. And you foster that. Like that's a, that is a, that's on you. And I mean, the same with him for you, like y'all, you create this place where you both feel comfortable changing like that and knowing, but I mean, that's where the commitment of marriage comes in because you know, okay, I am completely committed to this person, whatever they, whatever they end up being, you yeah. know, and they should feel comfortable being able to do that well and I think there's a flip side to that too as you were talking about like not giving him the grace if he changes down the road I think there's also something to be said for if you don't give grace to somebody now Mm. they could grow into something that would is something you're really looking for not that you have to have that expectation but like there are things about like I'm trying to come up with this dumb example because (laughs) those are easier but like Okay, this is going to be so stupid and you're going to laugh, but it, it. It, it proves the point. Okay, so Kevin and I first start dating. He watches this show called Battle Bots. I've heard of it. Okay. Because of him. Yes. <laughs> so it's basically where these teams build these 250 pound robots uh-huh. and they fight each other. Okay. So it's like UFC, but for robots. Okay. Okay. I thought it was the dumbest, dorkiest thing ever. It's still, it's pretty dorky. Okay. <laughs> literally i filled out a bracket for this show the other day and we're watching it and i'm actually very like i stood (laughs) up at one point when i was like oh my gosh did you see that and the other day he was like christian i've never loved you more basically he was like you haven't stood up once during a march madness game and you just stood up in a battle boss tournament game tournament match and i was like oh crap what have i turned into but like Obviously, this is a very trivial. It's a good example. Though. Example, but it, yeah. like, if it had been when we started dating, Kevin's like, "You have to watch all the same shows as I do, and if you don't right now, then yeah. we have nothing in common, and I don't want to date you." Yeah. Okay. Well, that didn't happen because literally the only thing we watched the same was, and like, I've got him watching The Bachelor now, and he <laughs> loves it. So there's compromise. Like he literally will like watch it without me if I take too long to That's like watch it with too him. Too funny. So, but if we didn't have that like okay well maybe you'll grow to like it then i could have just written off somebody really great or he could have written me off uh-huh. and now it's like oh we do enjoy these things together it's yeah. been a while it's been a few months but it took a while for me to get into <laughs> battle bots but like <laughs> the same thing goes for you know you need to have grace if they change later on but you also need to have grace with somebody now if they're not meeting everything and not that you have the expectation that they're going to change but don't doubt that they could like grow into something down the road or yeah when you start you know when you get married and start living together maybe he'll be a little more clean because he has some he has a woman living with him now and he's a little more (laughs) conscious instead of his three pros that leave the dishes in the sink for three weeks you know i mean yeah there's a balance between you don't marry potential right but at the same time, you can't hold out for perfection either. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So there is a balance. And that's, look at you just transitioning again. We, <laughs> talking, when we were kind of mulling this idea over of rules versus grace, I feel like this is something, a topic that's also really common when it comes to theology of there are people who are 
very far on the, it's normally called truth and grace when you talk about it in a theological context, but like, um, there are people who fall on the side of truth, 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 rules, rules, rules. And that's legalism. Bethany. Oh, well, I raise my hand. Well, I'm, not, a, I'm not a legalist, but I'm a rule follower. Yeah. Rule follower. A hundred percent. And then there's the heavily weighted grace side. It's like, Oh, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. Jesus loves you. That's not true either. And yeah. so there, but we look at scripture and we look at the life of Jesus and he modeled so well how to balance those two things of yes, he showed grace to sinners. Yes. He gave people second chances. Yes. He was loving and gracious to people when they made mistakes, but he was also like, he's called the truth. Like he spoke the truth in love, but spoke it and wasn't afraid to speak it and wasn't afraid to hold people to it. And he balanced those things so well. And so when you're talking about applying this to your dating life, it's really important that you have that balance of, I want to know, like, yes, I have rules. Yes, I have standards. I'm not saying you throw all your standards out the window, but I also have grace for somebody. I also know that nobody's perfect. I also know that someone's not going to meet everything. And I don't go so far over on the grace side either. I feel like we've kind of leaned more on the rule side, but Mm -hmm. on the grace side of it, it's not just, oh yeah, well he can cheat on me and I'll still love him anyway, or he can continue to live in this pattern where he doesn't treat me very well. And I, but you know what? He's growing. It's fine. I'll just, no, like you can't just ignore. Yeah. You can't ignore patterns patterns or red flags that are consistent or like sin patterns or anything like that. But you also can't expect perfection either. So there is this balance of, yes, it's good to have standards pending. Those standards are rooted in the right place and come with the right motivation. But it's also good to have grace remembering that nobody is perfect and no one is going to meet every single thing on your list. Yeah. So it's a both and. Uh-huh. This is where balance is really, really key. 100%. And I want to piggyback off something you said, talking about speaking the truth in love. And I want to go a broader r- route here for a second. Yeah. This isn't dating specific, but I think this is something that's so prevalent in our culture right now. Oh, you have to be loving. You have to speak the truth in love and like all. And you you do i'm not it's very scriptural yeah like literally those yeah. words yeah but i think we have lost sight of what love for others really is sometimes mm. um this is something my pastor has talked about a good bit like in the past few months of like or year or whatever um just talking about especially in the south we're raised to be nice um you're nice to everyone you don't really let them know what you're thinking you don't say anything that's rude you just kind of him all around and be nice and he was his point is that niceness is not always the loving thing Mm. and so he's the he was making a contrast between we're to be kind always but sometimes that's not nice yeah um jesus wasn't always nice but he was always perfect truth and perfect love but the truth isn't always something that makes sinners feel good about themselves. Yeah. Right. And a lot of times it shouldn't. It, exactly. And so if our definition of speaking the truth in love is making sure the other person leaves feeling good about themselves, mm. you've lost truth in That's a way, good. because if you are giving the gospel to a someone who is lost and they leave feeling good about themselves, you have done them a horrible disservice yeah. because they're leaving feeling good about themselves in their sinful rebellion against God. 
And so my encouragement to you all would be that the most loving thing you can do for someone is give them the truth, even if it hurts. Yeah. Speaking the truth in love is not making someone feel good about themselves. The, mm. It's not going Ooh, down your way say to it make- again <laughs> for the people in the back. Yes. Uh, yeah, but it is. Like if you're speaking the truth to someone, it doesn't mean they have to feel good about themselves. Um, those aren't synonymous. It does not mean we go out of our way to make sure they feel bad about yes. themselves. That's where that don't go the other piece direction. Comes in. Yeah. But the most loving thing you can do for someone in any situation is give them the truth. Amen. That is loving. Yeah. And so that was a side note, but no, I thought I it that. would, uh, when you said that, I was like, you know what? This is something that we, we ought to touch on Yeah. because it is such a widespread thing in all of the church, such a focus right now in just life in general. And I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, no, that's good. I so like that. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay, good. Um, the next thing I want to kind of touch on here when it comes to, and this is one that is something that I think about a lot. Um, recently I've just had a lot of stuff like swirling around in my head. So we're just going to unpack that as we go here. Yes. Um, I'm very excited about this. <laughs> and so this is a point that guys don't ever think about. And why would they, you'll see yeah. what I mean in a second. So it's not a bad thing. No, it's not at all. But I also know they don't ever think about it because the last, several guys that I've talked to or like dated or whatever, um, I've brought this up to them and every single one of them was like, Oh, I never thought about that. And so here it is. I think we've mentioned it on here before that when you're dating someone, he, he is evaluating. He has to evaluate basically where's this girl out with the Lord. Do I like her? Do I like hanging out with her? Do we have fun? Um, do we get along? Could I see this lasting? forever and I'm not trying to oversimplify anything but like that's kind of those are the things he's got to like think through and then also like is he a good leader can he lead like we're looking to marriage here right Mm -hmm. but as Christian women and this is specific to Christian women I think in, in a lot of ways we evaluate all of those things and then we have to say okay but can I submit to his leadership for the rest of my life is this a guy that we believe enough, like closely enough on just about everything that I could follow him. I am like, I can fully support him teaching our children what he believes. Like I can submit to his leadership in money, in how we spend our time in where we live, like taking, like, is he going to take a job off in Timbuktu on a whim? And I'm not saying you can't do that, but like, or is he going to talk to me about it first? Yeah. And we may still end up in Timbuktu and that's fine. Yeah. But I, I think I would prefer to not be surprised by that. You yep. know what I mean? 100%. And so that, those are things like we're trying to balance and figure out. And it's an added piece to like our evaluation process that guys don't have. And that's what I'm saying. I've mentioned that to guys like, in like telling them where I'm coming from and like evaluating things. And they're like, I never thought about that. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, why would they necessarily? Um, But because of that, because as Christians, we have this added element of like, okay, I have to submit to this guy Mm -hmm. as my husband, potentially for the rest of my life. It's really easy to say, okay, well, all of these things have to be in place before I'm going to do that. Um, Or he has to lead this way or he has to do this thing or that thing. And for me, I think it's, I think it's partly a defense mechanism because if I make sure all these things are in place and all of these boxes are checked, then we will have a good marriage. Mm. 
Mm. And I don't know who else might need to hear this. That's just straight legalism. And I always, you know, I or joke. the prosperity gospel. Well, what are the two? Well, true. Yes, if you do this, yeah. then you get that. Yeah, yeah, both of those are. Yeah, that's what that is. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I don't come from a background of legalism, but before I was saved, um, I followed all the rules. I did all the right things. I was a good little legalist. Yeah. You know what I mean? I really. <laughs> and so, I understand. Like I get this because this is something that I have to like guard against. Um, but it's really easy to fall into that. And the defense mechanism comes in that I won't get hurt because I did all the right things and I checked all the boxes ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And so this guy should be a good husband and it should be easy to submit and like all these things. Yeah. And it may be, and that's great, but you can't go again. We're going back to like, you have these demands that then if that doesn't work out in your marriage, the likelihood of you being angry at God is pretty high. I think mm. because you're saying I did all the right things. Look what you did to me. Oof. And uh, you said earlier about something that, that is a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Um, when well, I think, think about that you can demand things from God like that. Yeah. The pride involved with that. Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous place to be. And I'm speaking yeah. to the, I'm preaching the choir. Yeah. Like I hear me when I say I get this. This is something that I, it's a tension that I have to wrestle with. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, like when I tell people my story or my testimony, I talk, I mean, I got saved when I was five, but as I grew up, I had a really misconstrued view and didn't realize it. it wasn't like, oh, let me just, you know, jack up my faith here. Like that wasn't <laughs> at all what I was trying to do. But yeah, I saw where like, I knew my love for my parents was unconditional, mm-hmm. but I also knew that if I followed the rules and I was a good girl, I got privileges there and were I, perks. there were perks. And I saw when my siblings did not follow those rules <laughs> that there were not perks. And so I kind of applied that mentality to my relationship with God in mm-hmm. that if I follow the rules, if I'm obedient, if I'm a good girl, then there are going to be perks mm-hmm. and they're going to be, well, perks in the kingdom of God and perks in the human brain are not the same thing. Just as a newsflash. Well, God does not operate as a human. You know no, what I mean? Exactly. I think that's when, I, cause yeah, this is, sorry, did I interrupt you? No, you're fine. Okay. Go ahead. I have, this is something I've kind of wrestled with of realizing I take my human experiences, my human relationships, my interpersonal dealings with people and the way people act. And then I kind of impose that on God, but I make him good. You know mm. what I mean? Like, oh yeah, he's good. But he still operates like we do. Yeah, that's just As not true. As opposed to saying, who has God said that he is in scripture? Yeah. And look at that and see him for who he is and who he has said he is and take him at his word and not try to impose my human lens over that. Yeah. Because that's something, yeah, I've wrestled with that of like, okay, God doesn't operate. He doesn't operate like we do, but just better. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's completely like in Isaiah 55, 8, where it says his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. Yeah. As high as the heavens are from the earth, that's how far his thoughts are from ours. And so it's not even the same plane. No. So. No. And what's funny is when we try to figure out, oh, but this, this is what God is thinking or this is what he's going to do. Yeah. Like, it's really Unless comical. he's told us in scripture, we probably yeah. don't know. No, exactly. So it's just... I don't even know what I was going to say, but I'm so no, sorry. No, no, I realized no. halfway and I was interrupting no, you. No, you're fine. 
I did, did, did I don't even, what? Why can I not? <laughs> got you all flustered. Formulate a sentence, Kristen. No, I just, I second everything you just okay. said. But I think it is just this like, I don't even know what it is. What am I trying to say? Amen to what Bethany said. <laughs> and we move forward. <laughs> Moving on. Y'all, I'm a mess. Okay. We just cut out like 90 seconds of yeah. person going, what am I saying? What am I, I saying? Why can't I make a sentence? What am I doing? <laughs> Um, another thing, we've got a couple more things here that we want to kind of talk about in this, to wrap this topic up. But one thing that we have talked about in previous episodes from other seasons is when you have a strong male example in your life, how that affects your expectation of a guy you're dating. For most people, it's prob if you do have a strong male example, it's probably your dad, mm-hmm. um, or outside of that, it could be, I don't know, your brother, your uncle, your pastor, your, you know, family friend, whatever. But someone, yeah, closely someone, related. Yeah, in someone like close to you. Yeah, that you've seen that is just a really great example of what it looks like to be a strong, godly man. Typically, those people are a lot older than you. Mm-hmm. And so, for me and Bethany, like, we have great relationships with each of our dads. We are, Our dads are both very strong men of God set great examples for us. And so I look at my dad who is, who just turned 56 and he is so humble and so patient and just has this incredible trust in God. And, um, just all of these things that I look for in somebody. And then I therefore translate that to, well, my dad is incredible and he's an amazing husband and he has all of these qualities. So you need to have all these qualities forgetting that like my dad is 30 years older than Kevin. Right. So there that is, 30 years is longer than I have been alive yeah. for him to have life experience of being married, being married or even just following God. And mm-hmm. like all of the things my, I took my dad to lunch for his birthday last week. And I asked him like, dad, what are like, what's the best advice you feel like you could give somebody. Yeah. And he was telling me stories of, um, well, I'll tell y'all cause it's really good. It's really, it's okay. four little things. It, he said, seek God, wait on God, trust God and don't worry. If you do mm. those four mm-hmm. in tandem. Yeah. But, and he told me story after story and all of those things have happened since he has been an adult. Yeah. And through, and a lot of them, like one of the biggest kind of, seasons of trust building in my dad's faith happened three years ago and I've seen even just this massive amount of growth in him since then and he was in his 50s Mm. and so like I'm sitting here with this great like person who I would love for my husband to have a lot of qualities that are the same but I can't have the expectation that they're gonna be at the same level of maturity or the same you know level of development of all of those things when there's a 30-year yeah. Gap in age and life experience. Yeah. And well, and if you're looking for someone who's let's say really patient. Yeah. Like you mentioned your dad's really patient or whatever. Um so you want to you want to look for someone now who is modeling patience and modeling growth in that and that that's a priority to them. The answer is not saying, well, you know, my dad's really patient and he's got a lot of growth on, you know, a lot of growth time and all of these things. And this guy I'm dating now, he has a horrible temper and doesn't seem to want to change it. Mm-hmm. That's not what we're talking no, about. No. We're saying look for the patterns there. Mm-hmm. Look for 
the desire to grow in the Lord and then trust the Lord to produce the growth that he will in this guy. Yeah. But it's not saying, okay, well this thing's completely absent, but maybe it'll just show up. That's not what we're saying. Yeah. Um, but I think you have to look at it and say, okay though, like <laughs> you have to resist the temptation to try to be the Holy spirit in your guy's life. Mm. And what I mean by that is, yeah, there are qualities that I look for in a person, specifically patience, kindness, whatever, you know, whatever those things are. Whatever those other seven no, no, fruits no, are. No, I no, just, I'm whatever kidding. in I'm your just... life, the specific things <laughs> that you're looking for are. Um, that You can look for those things, but over the top of that, or more important to me, is looking for someone who has a high view of God's word and who sees it, has a high view of its authority in his life. And displays a pattern of saying okay this is what god's word says that's what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. full stop yeah um and seeing him be willing to change things in his life because of what the word of god says yeah. and if i see that in someone's life that's what i'm saying you have to resist the temptation to be the holy spirit and try to like convict and change and do all of these things but because if i see that in someone's life that's a matter of trust for me then of saying okay do i trust the lord do i take him at his word that he will grow this person that i'm dating into what he wants him to be yeah and that may look different than what i want him to be yeah well i think you just hit the nail on the head of we talked about at the beginning of the episode like playing god and setting the standard mm-hmm. but you're not an extension of the Holy Spirit in exactly. your boyfriend, fiance, husband's, what it crushes life. Like, could God use you to help sanctify him? Absolutely. But that is not a responsibility to be his, like, deliverer of conviction every time. Yes. Like, or to say, like, oh, you need to grow in this and I'm going to help you figure that out. Like, not to say that, that you can come alongside him. I'm not saying that you can't do that. And I'm not saying that you can't encourage him in his growth and like push him spiritually, all that kind of stuff. But it is not up to you. Correct. In the same way that you can't bring about his justification, Mm. you can't bring about his sanctification. Yes, that's good. You can be a tool that the Lord uses in both of those things, Mm -hmm. but it is not because of you. No. It's not your responsibility if it does or does not happen. No. Now, just to clarify, I'm talking about justification. I am not saying that you should be dating, engaged to, or married to someone who is not a believer and you're hoping that God uses you to bring that about. Yes. I'm just making a theological point. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. It's true. So I think, yeah, just keeping, keeping your role in check as much as you're keeping your standards in check is important and like navigating forward because it's real easy. Like I said, we like to fix people. We have to say, yep. oh, this is a great project for me. Like, go all Joanna Gaines up on this boy. Okay. Which, y'all, I just went to Waco. If you haven't been to Waco oh and Magnolia and the silos and all of it, go. Oh, my word. It was so much fun. I was texting Bethany and was like, so how? Like, are you having so much fun? She was like, deciding to sign a lease right before I came here was very dangerous for my bank account she because she just apartment. listed off like all these things that she bought. I'm like, girl, yes. I know she was like um texting your shopaholic friend was probably not a good yeah, idea either, though. <laughs> yeah I'm like if you're looking for discouragement or like budgeting <laughs> encouragement that is not the place you need to I'm not the one you need to be talking to I, right now I'm gonna be like buy more <laughs> I, do, I did realize I think I have reached a certain level of oldness and that the one thing I was the most excited about was a blanket ladder 
Oh, that I blanket ladders I'm are the so best. I'm so excited about it. Yes. I was like, yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm officially old. Yeah. It's I happened. So. I'm looking at the one in my mom's living room right now. To see right over there. In the oh corner. yeah, I see it. Yep. I've got one that I put in my bedroom when I still <laughs> had my apartment. <laughs> 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 but yes. Um, but yeah, all that to say, it's not your job to fix him, to convict him, to bring about, you know, all the changes the Lord wants to do in his life. You can be a tool. But you are not. Don't be a tool. Yeah. You can be a yeah. tool, but don't be a tool. <laughs> Fair enough? <laughs> yes. I love it. Um, uh, one thing I, l- let's pause for a second here. Because okay. we, you mentioned it a little bit ago, and it's true. We've focused a lot on the rules. Mm-hmm. So let's stop. We've said it's not your job to do this. It's not your job to do that. It's not your job to whatever. So let's pause for a second here. Mm-hmm. In light of all of those things, let's fl- switch to the grace side for a second and let's talk about what it is your job to do. Mm. It's your job to pray for him. Yeah. And it's your job to pray that he would seek the Lord, that God's word would be close to him, that it would be important to him, and that God would do a work in his life in whatever way he wants to to make him more like Jesus. Mm. And pray that you would be a support system and a help to him in that. It's not to pray that God would fix X, Y, Z and make him more like what you want him to be. Um, Now, if there's a character flaw, if there's a sin pattern, if there's something in his life, yes, you pray that the Lord would show him that, convict him of that, fix that. But even then, sometimes that's what you do. You pray about that, that the Lord would do that work. It's not your responsibility to go in with a chisel and start, you know, picking away. Yeah, exactly. That's good. That's a good reminder. All right. Last point. Okay. I'm yes. really excited about this one. Okay. So here, I'm just going to read what we have on the notes and then we're going to unpack it a little because mm-hmm. I think this is a little, a little bit of shock value here at the maybe end. Maybe a little. Okay. So w- the statement here says settling and compromising are closer together than we think they are. But Ooh. the, <laughs> but the twist is that, um, we're not saying, oh, make sure you don't settle. We're saying you have to. Everybody does. And we hear it so much in the in our, like, you know, me, me, me culture. And it has seeped into the church that don't settle. You are too good for that. You deserve the world. You're so wonderful. Don't you settle. You get everything you want because you deserve that. I'm so over the word deserve right so over it you know what you deserve you want to get on a little hail pre- you want to get <laughs> preachy here for a second that's what every single one of us deserves full stop southern uh Kristen's talking about the weather over there yeah, yeah, yeah. southern <laughs> preacher voice came out but for real like we don't deserve anything uh, and i think we've done a really good job maybe i would love to know from the people who aren't from the bible belt if this is the same for y'all as it is for us but i feel like in our niceness let's make everything Mm -hmm. sound good even if it's not culture we have talked about like we've figured out ways to phrase settling that don't make it sound bad Uh and then we've you know died on this hill of don't settle don't settle don't settle Mm -hmm. because all the time you hear like well you're gonna have to compromise like there no guy's perfect there are gonna be things you have to give on technically that's settling Uh uh-huh it's just figuring out like there are things that are okay to settle on 
Yeah. And then there are things that aren't. And, and if you go in expecting to never settle on anything, mm-hmm. that's a good way to end up alone. Yeah, it is. Um, and yeah, I think feminism, feminism, I'm just going to say it. This may be controversial. I hope it's not. I hope y'all don't see it that way. Feminism ruins everything it touches. Mm. It just does. Mm. And this is one of those places because it says that you as a woman deserve the world and guys should worship the ground you walk on and do whatever you want. Mm. And as you said, that is a lie straight from the pit of hail. Hail. <laughs> you got to make it two syllables, y'all. Hail. It just packs a little more punch that way. <laughs> anyway. No, but you, I, I've, I've just been thinking on this concept of like, we talk about, oh, don't settle, don't settle, don't settle. When maybe it's be selective about what you settle for. Mm-hmm. Don't settle for someone who is living in unrepentant sin. No. Yeah. But yeah, settle for a guy who can't remember to pick up his socks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm going for the yeah, extreme the trivial, example yeah. here. But... Yeah, don't settle for the guy who doesn't want to change, who isn't teachable, who isn't... No, don't settle for that. But settle for the guy who is broken over his sin, who has Mm. stuff in his life going on, but sees it for what it is and wants to make the change. It's humble enough to admit Mm. it, to say, here's what I'm dealing with and want to make a change. Settle for that. Yeah. Is it easy in a bed of roses and whatever? No, but life is not that. And if you keep waiting for that to happen because you're not going to settle and you're too good for that... It's a good way to end up alone. We're gonna have a lot of we're uh, gonna have a lot of ideas a lot for this ep- for that episode. <laughs> upcoming episode, yes. aren't we? And I know I'm getting a little soapboxy here, but this has just been something that's been in my head and just like I keep seeing mm-hmm. this. Uh, yeah, like you said, I get so tired of this word. You don't deserve that, or you deserve better, or you just wait for what you deserve, or you deserve the world. Like it's just the, these trite little sayings. Like follow your heart. It's yeah, the stupidest thing yeah. ever. Um, Sorry to all my rom-com loving oh, friends. Oh, no. The number of times I say that on The Bachelor is ridiculous. It makes yeah. me so like, you told me to follow my heart. No. Following your heart is what got you into this mess. Yes. And that is why you end up alone, Clayton. Yes. Sorry. And I mean, our, <laughs> what does the Bible say about our hearts? They They're are deceitful, deceit, wicked. desperately wicked, deceitful above all things who can know them. Now, mm-hmm. does that should that drive you to despair? No. That should drive you to the foot of the cross in thankfulness that God took out your heart of stone and gave you a heart of flesh. Like that, that's not what you are left with. Yeah. That's what you started with though. And, and your heart is still deceitful if left to its own devices. It has to be washed in the word of God. It has to be that you're pursuing that. Follow that. Get your heart in line with scripture and then follow it. Yeah. Well, and that I was talking to somebody the other day about, I, like as hard as life is, and I am a follower of Jesus, I cannot imagine going through this life without mm. him. And to know that like, yes, my heart is naturally wicked and deceitful and all of these awful things, but thank the Lord I have Jesus. Yes. Because I have, it's not a, oh, your heart sucks. Deal with it. It's, hey, you know what? left to your own devices yeah you don't need to trust it but i've given you someone who you can trust mm-hmm. and i've given you someone who is perfect and who always will lead you down the right path and there is a you know there's a there's hope there's yeah. there's an alternative we don't have to just stay stuck there and that should be so comforting to us and so encouraging and peace giving to yeah. us that we have that 
And so I think that's what we've got to remember is, you know, no, we can't trust our hearts, but we do have somebody we can trust. And if you have, I'm going to say this and then we can, I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm saying, I'm going to say this and then we can be done from the standpoint of like, if you have two people who know Jesus like that, who have that hope, who have that peace, who are pursuing that their lives are marked by joy, peace, hope. Why would they not then have the most joyful, peaceful, hopeful dating relationships too? Mm. If that's not what your relationships are marked by, why? Yeah, that's a good dig into both Question. of your hearts what is mi- like what is it that is keeping that from being the case is it fear fear that god isn't who he says he is and he's going to let you down is it um i don't know lack of trust what is it because my guess is there's something there that's keeping that and i'm not y'all know i'm not getting into any sort of prosperity gospel stuff that's mm-hmm. not where i'm going with this yeah. but the point is Two people marked by that, even in um, tough circumstances, that should permeate every aspect of their lives and should like inform their relationships too. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't have all the answers as to why that is, but we can just all think on that together. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's a good place to end. Perfect. Good like discussion question to leave there you with. Self-reflection. You know. Okay. So yeah, if you're in our Facebook group, let's talk about that this week. Why? What do you think it is that keeps our dating relationships from looking like that. So if you're not in the Facebook group, go join it. I'm going to put a question up later on today and get that discussion going. Yeah. Love it. That sounds great. All right, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. This was a fun topic as they all are little, little heavy, I liked this one, but necessary. Yes. And still, I feel like encouraging. I feel encouraged. Yes. And I that's do too. What matters. Right. <laughs> If no one else does, we do. No. Y'all know I'm joking. Yes. We hope y'all enjoyed this. If you did, share it with a friend. We love it when y'all tell your friends about us and they start listening and we just grow and the we're fam. All friends. And it's great. So we will be back on Friday with a couch cast. So stay tuned for that. But until then, I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle.